to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today I have a very, very special guest. I have Jordan George. I'm actually in his building, but that's awesome. He has his own podcast studio, and I'm sure he'll dive in a little bit of what he does. But Jordan George is the head of leadership and talent development for CFE Federal Federal Credit Union. Yeah. And on top of that, Jordan's just a very passionate speaker, somebody who really cares about you know training and development. So I didn't just bring him on the podcast for his title. I brought him just because I've seen him speak multiple times now. Every time he speaks, he controls the room. He just has so much knowledge. And I knew that he would be a fantastic guest for this podcast. So without further ado, Jordan, how are you? I'm good, Daniel. Man, that, that introduction, I That's feel it. like the pressure is on now. I've got to deliver. This is great. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. No problem. If you do half of what you do when you're speaking... <laughs> The audience will love this podcast. That's cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan of your podcast, so it's cool to finally be a guest on here. I've been it's been like at least a couple months now since I've been yeah. we've been working on scheduling this. Yeah. But without further ado, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your your history, what you know, kind of more of your origin story. Tell sure. us a little bit about you. Yeah. So when I was growing up, um, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I like a lot of kids, I wanted to do everything, you know? So it was like one minute I wanted to be a police officer. The next minute I wanted to be an actor. I wanted, you know, the one thing I didn't ever expect to get into was into HR. You know what I mean? I don't think most people when they're growing up are like, I can't wait to be in human resources. Um, and it's kind of funny, but as I was going through school and, and kind of my early college years, you know, I had to kind of have some have some thought around what I wanted to really do and what I really wanted to invest my time in. And I knew that I loved business, but I'm not a numbers guy. So I was like, how can I merge business with people? And that was what kind of led me into HR. Um, to be the honest thing is, you know, even now when I tell people I'm in HR, I get a lot of like looks like, why? <laughs> why do you want to do that? But it's because I love helping people find and excel in careers that they love. So anything that I can do to help somebody find, you know, a, a new job opportunity or kind of prepare for an interview, I do a lot of consulting and stuff like that. Um, in my formal role here at CFE, I oversee all of our um, internal professional development initiatives. So, uh, you know, I get to spend a lot of time helping our employees understand how they can be better prepared for their current job and how they can prepare themselves for future roles down the way. And so anything that I get to do around that and helping people kind of find a career that they love and are really successful at, that gets me excited. One of the things I think is very cool, and I've never seen this in any other company or any I've never seen it. Is that fact that you you establish that you guys close for two hours every Thursday yeah. for personal development. So I'll yeah. let you talk a little bit about that because I thought that was so fascinating. And to have a company that invests so much into their employees is definitely a, 
a place where I would want to work. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's um, it's been an awesome initiative. So, what Daniel's talking about is, you know, we close down every Thursday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and that time is strictly focused on professional development for the employees, so that they can dive into either as a team or individually topics that are going to help them grow and succeed in their role. And you, you, what you're talking about, you're, you're right. It's a huge investment because you think about. That's 500 plus employees that aren't, you know, quote unquote, being productive during that time. They're focused on professional development, but we see that professional development as critical to the future success of the organization. We see that as critical to the exceptional member service that we hope to provide to our customers. Um, so that time is really critical for us, and, and it's been really cool to see that kind of take off since we uh, launched that initiative earlier this year. And even the way that you're very innovative on in the way you're communicating with the employees is I mentioned that we were in his studio. <laughs> the reason why is his studio. I'll actually let you tell them why. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I wish it was just my studio. It is CFE's studio, uh, but I'm up here quite a bit. Yeah. So when we, when we started this, this Thursday morning thing, we call it We Connect. We Connect here at CFE on Thursday mornings. And when we started this, we said, well, we don't just want to do – you know, push out online training courses. We don't just want to do newsletters. We want to find an interactive, engaging way that we can interface with the employees and share information and educate them and get feedback. So basically what we do is we produce an hour-long podcast uh, that's live that people can, you know, kind of tweet into or message into and let us know what their thoughts are and ask questions, things like that. And we didn't have a space for that. So we literally took what we're sitting in right now was a library of like all these old books from back in like the 90s, you know what I mean? And we had to clean all that out. We we got a beautiful table put in here. We got a set up with four mics. We got a soundboard. And this is now our podcast studio, which I got to say is a much better use for this space than what it was being used for before. Uh, I'm sure. And I'm, that is fantastic. So let's dive a little into the topic of why we're here today. Sure. and. For the students that have seen me speak of attending any of my workshops, I talk a lot about the three A's, assess, acquire, and apply. And so those are the three A's that really takes you to land your dream job. And the first A is all about self-assessment. And so what Jordan's going to talk about, it's all about that. It's really trying to identify what job, career, industry is the right fit for you. And so I'll let you explain it because this is – I can't even – pronounce the word. <laughs> yeah, so we were just talking about this right before we started recording and it, so it's this concept, it's a Japanese term, it's called ikigai. So if, if you guys that are listening, you want to jot that down or type that into Google, it's I-K-I-G-A-I. And the concept behind ikigai is a Japanese word that means your reason for being. So why do you exist? What are you what are you doing in this life? What's your purpose here, right? And it's just this amazing term. It's this amazing concept. And it's the intersection between what you're good at, what you love to do, what the world needs or what the world is looking for, and then what you can get paid for. And if you can find that intersection where all of those things overlap, 
then you're setting yourself up for not just you know financial or professional success, but just a, a more um, harmonious lifestyle, right? Because you're kind of in perfect harmony between what it is that you need out of a job, the things that you love doing and the things you can get paid for with the things that the world needs that you, for you to do or for you to accomplish. So, you know, just as an example, uh, let's say that I am, you know, at one point in time, I wanted to be an actor, you know, so that was something I was really, I really loved doing it. Um, But was it something I was good at? Well, I was all right. You know, I was, I was decent at it, but I wasn't like great or anything like that. And then thinking about like, is that something that the world needs? Does the world need more actors? Probably not. There's a surplus of people out there that can't find jobs already that are way better than I was. So maybe for me, that wasn't the right path. You know what I mean? But for somebody else, it might be. Um, you know, if you're somebody who enjoys doing, you know, little films, you know, if you're that person who from the first time you had a camcorder, now you got your iPhone, you're always taking video and stuff like that. Maybe that's something that you enjoy. Maybe it's something you're really good at. Does the world need more people who can share stories visually? Yeah, maybe. Right. And then if you can get paid for that too, then you've found that perfect niche for you where you can combine all of these different things into a career that's not just going to provide you financial success and stability, but it's going to be emotionally and mentally rewarding for you as well. No, I, I agree. So one of the things that I would go in the workshops, I talk about finding what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and finding jobs and careers that match that. So this actually is taking it to the next level. And I, I really uh, love how it talks about like if you're good at and you love it, it's your passion. Yeah. If you love it and the world needs it, then it becomes more of a mission. Right. And if you get paid for it and the world needs it, now it's a vocation. Yeah. And if you are good at it and you get paid for it, it's a profession. Right. But when you combine them all, that's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. And that's the thing is so many people settle, right? They settle for what I'm good at and what I can get paid for. And that's fine. Like that, I mean, especially when you're starting out, you don't always have a a choice, you know, and you've got to take what you can get to get started. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But ultimately, it's going to leave for this feeling of being a little bit unfulfilled because you're not getting to do something that really brings you alive and that you get really passionate about and excited about. So if you're in a position today, if you're listening to this podcast and you're currently working or you're considering taking a job as as you're coming up on graduating school, and you know, you know that it's something that will maybe pay you well. Um, it's something that you maybe are pretty decent at, but you know, like it's just not exciting for you. Then consider what you can do to start moving yourself in a direction where you can get into doing something that you really love. And for a lot of the people, that takes some self-reflection and some self-assessment to say, what is it that really gets me excited beyond a paycheck? Because as I tell people all the time, you're always going to have a job that will pay you more. There's always someone out there who's willing to pay you more money, but that's not the end all be all because ultimately if you have a job that's paying you something, but you're miserable every day that you go in and you're dreading it, that's going to start to affect the quality of life when you're not at work and all that money you have is going to be no good. No. And I, I would just challenge students to try to take the time to do self reflection as early as possible in your college career or, yeah. or not even in your college career, just as early as possible in your life. Um, yeah. It's all about self-awareness because, you know, people will figure this out and some people will figure it out faster than others. But you eventually will make this – at, at some point in your life, you're going to go and try to do things that make you happy. Yeah. And so it's much better to do it now because – Going 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction (laughs) 
it's not necessarily good, right? right. You're much better going it, going one, two miles an hour, but in the right direction. And yeah. so do that now. It's all about self-assessment. Take the time. Now, here's something that I found really shocking when I was um, reading a lot about this topic, yeah. or just the topic of self-discovery is uh, it, studies found that college students spend more time planning their vacation than planning their life after graduation. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I, I was doing the same thing when I was in college, right? So I think it's just, you know, it's not to knock at anybody who's in college, but that's what's important to you in the immediate future, right? Is what am I going to do when I hit that vacation, when I, when I take that next trip, when I get to go do something fun, right? And that's great. So of course we want to spend our time thinking about all the fun stuff we want to do. But what if we took that same approach into researching jobs. What is something that's going to be fun? What's going to be something that I look forward to doing? What's something that it's not just going to be something that I have to put up with Monday through Friday so I can enjoy the weekend, but what if it's something I actually look forward to doing on Monday so that I get a little sad on Sunday night when it's like, all right, my weekend's over, sure, but you know what? Monday morning, I'm going to go in and I've got a fresh chance to make a difference in this organization, make a difference with my team members, make a difference in the world or in the community around me. If you can find something like that that really gets you like lit up and excited about it and you put that same energy into planning that vacation uh, as you do looking for that next job, then you can make that a fun and exciting process too. You know what I mean? And I think for a lot of people, we look at work as a means to, you know, a means to the end. I've got to do this so that I can get the paycheck. But what if there was something more to it than that? And I think there is. I think, I think really it comes down to finding like what is your purpose? What do, you, what do you really want to accomplish in your life? And that's a really big question to try to answer when you're in college. But like you said, I think the earlier that you start, you know, and it might change over time, but the earlier you start, the closer you're going to be to heading in the right direction in your life instead of like you said running 100 miles an hour in the other direction. Right, because I've seen it. Like it's crazy to uh, the statistics are are very crazy to think about how like over sixty seventy percent of students one of those two change majors and yeah. and if you think about like when you change majors or when you take a class that doesn't count towards your major how much money and time does that cost you yeah um, and how much did you study for the test and how many how much did you effort and time you you invested in that class for it to not count towards your major and not to say that you didn't learn anything in that class because sure. that class could have still given you some great no- information, knowledge. But what if you would have took a fraction of that time to identify what you're passionate about, what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, what people are willing to pay for yeah. and so that it can help you save time and money in the future. Yeah. Well, and, and think about it this way, right? So <clears throat> as you're looking at different careers, you're, you're maybe considering your major, a lot of times it's you know, people pick the sexy majors, you know, the, the ones that are going to pay them a lot of money or the ones that they hear about, you know, you see the most. Again, I never thought I was going to end up in HR, right? You know, like that's not, that's not exciting for most people. Um, and, I, and that wasn't where I started. I started as a business major because I was like business, money, finance. But I realized really quickly I'm terrible at math. So for me to continue down that path would have been running 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. So I had to switch gears. And switching gears is okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's better to switch gears than to continue barreling down that path. But like you said, the earlier you can figure it out, the less stress, the less heartache, the less money you're going to invest going down a direction that ultimately you don't want to go. So if you're at a point in your college career where you're not 100% sure that you're doing what you want to be doing, what you're excited about doing, go spend some time shadowing in an organization that's in the major that you're in. 
and see, is this really what I want to do? Because after you get the degree, it's too late. I mean, you've already, it's not to say that you can't change gears later, but you've already invested that money. You've already made that commitment. You've already put four plus years of your life into this. So figure that out before you graduate so you can switch gears faster if you need to. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you really owe it to yourself. It's what I say is start, you know, create a plan. The plan's going to change. 100% sure. it will change. And start exploring the companies, the majors, the industries that you have put in that plan. And really job shadow, um, externships, internships, do what it takes to really figure out if this is really where I can see myself doing every single day. Because you're going to spend more time at work than you will spend at home than anything else that you do. It's going to be at work. And especially if it's a job where it's salary and not hourly, where now you're most likely going to work over 40 hours. You want to make sure that you're not miserable doing it. Yeah. And so why not test before you, you buy? And right. that's what an externship, internship, and even job shadowing an industry, as somebody who's in that job currently gives you. I love that you said that, the test drive, right? That's a good analogy. So when you go out to buy your first car, most people are not going and picking the very first car that they ever see. And like, this is the one, right? Because it's a huge investment. And it is. You're, you're going to be spending 10, 12, 15, 20, $25,000 on that car. But the bigger investment is your college, which, you know, for most people, unless you're getting a free ride or something, that could be the same 20, 25, 30, $40,000 that you're investing in that. So you should test drive your career the same way you would test drive a car. There is not anybody that I know in the professional world that wouldn't be open to having somebody come and shadow and observe what they do if a student reached out and said, hey, I'm interested in seeing what you guys do there. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, well, I don't even know where to begin. Reach out to the organization. Try to get to somebody uh, who is in human resources or somebody who's in a management level position and ask them to connect you with the person they could talk to about coming to spend a day there just to see what happens, right? This isn't costing the organization anything. If you're only coming for a day, they don't have to pay you. They're not going to be putting you to work or anything like that. But just so you can see what that environment is like and what that job is like because, it, like you said, Daniel, once you – are out there and you're in that job and you realize you're miserable, it's kind of too late. Now you got to start all over again. And that's going to be a huge investment in time and more money on top of what you've already spent. One thing that I want to make sure students understand is that it is companies will let you come job shadow even, and it's not because they're so nice and they, they want to give back and that's part of it, but it's also in their best interest for them to make sure that they're hiring someone that's going to stick there for you know at least two years yeah and so for them it is a smart business decision and that's why companies have internships in the first place it's not because they want the cheap labor it, it really is not it's more because it is the perfect amount of time for them to test drive the student in a yeah. sense and you to test out the company it has to be a mutual beneficial relationship yeah. and that's why it is a no-brainer for you to even do that. And even before you accept an internship, I would even say job shadow half a day, two hours. Yeah. The more time you spend in a company, the more you're going to be able to realize, is this a good fit for me? Can I see myself in there for at least two years? So it becomes a smart business move for the company and for you. Mm -hmm. I always tell the students that come to my workshops, finding your dream job is an open book test. Companies will literally tell you exactly what they're looking for. They'll be like, uh -huh. I'm looking for A, B, and C. Because 
hiring the wrong person is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you even talk a little bit more about that because yeah. you were recently just looking for somebody for your team. Yeah, no, I mean, it is an exhausting process. I mean, I've spent over three months looking for somebody on my team. We just made an offer today. I'm really excited about that. Um, but it's time consuming and it's expensive. And so we want to make sure that we're getting somebody not who's just going to be great for us as an organization, but they're going to be a good fit for, for the organization as well so that it's going to mesh with their life. You know, and so when you talk about job shadowing or testing out, I would say test out different kinds of companies too, right? right? Because there's a lot of people out there that go, oh man, I'd love to work for Amazon or Google or Apple, right? But what you have to understand is those giant organizations offer something different than you're going to get in a mom and pop organization or a small startup environment, right? And you may be better suited or better inclined to work in a different type of environment than the one you think you want to be in. So test out big organizations, small organizations, try some in the tech space, try some in, in people services try retail try a couple of different places so that you can get a feel for what you like and what you don't like you know the another analogy i give when you're looking for a job is it's like dating right and and you 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 can't i mean yes some people do get lucky and they meet their high school sweetheart and they get married and it's it's their life is perfect right some people have that but that's not the reality for most people so you need to go on a couple of dates You you need to pick out what you like and what you don't like you need to figure out what is it that I'm really looking for here? And maybe the things that I thought were important when I was younger aren't as important to me now as I'm getting to be a little bit more mature and I, I understand a little bit more about the world, you know? So those types of things, you want to keep that in mind as you're looking for a job opportunity too. I give the same example to the point like where I I talk about, you know, an externship or even just having lunch with someone as like your first date and then internship like it's like you're engaged and then once you graduate and get the job and then you're married, you get married. but after two years if it doesn't work out you can get a divorce like I always <laughs> say two years two years try to make it work um yeah it's like you know the same thing and when you're dating somebody you on that first date you're not just sitting there for two hours at dinner trying to tell them like here's why you need to date me I'm the best person for you to date yeah. let me tell you all the great things about me you're asking them questions what do you like to do what are your hobbies how do you have fun do you like to travel right it's a two-way dialogue so it should be the same way when you're looking for an employer yes you want to sell yourself but you also want to make sure that that employer is going to be the right employer for you because you know if you're getting married if you're shacking up with them then you want to make sure that they're going to be providing the right things for your needs as well one thing i want to point out also is that different industries so the same industry different companies are completely different and so one really example for you guys uh uh, engineers, right, or even very tech-type jobs. Tesla is a great company. And then you have Google, right? Both are some some great companies that people would aspire to want to work for. But the culture in Tesla is completely different than the culture in Google. Or same thing with Amazon and Facebook and whatever it may be. And it, they could be in the tech space, but in, in Tesla – they're all about work, work, work. And if you're not working 70 hours a week, you're not doing your job. Like your priority needs to be work. And then in Google, that might be a completely different way. So just because you have a bad experience in one bank or in one company doesn't mean that all banks are the same. doesn't mean that all accounting firms are the same. So I challenge you to visit two or three in each industry and really feel not only what industry is best for you, 
but what type of culture is best for you? That's a really good point. You know, and I would say don't sleep on smaller companies either. So a lot of times people want to get these big yeah. name brands, you know, Fortune 500 companies, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There are some phenomenal companies to work for out there, but don't sleep on the smaller companies either. You know, I'll give you a story, Daniel. I've worked for some really big companies. I've worked for Starbucks. I've worked for Wyndham, the hotel company. When I was there, I had I was over the leadership development for 16,000 employees all across the United States, right? So huge, huge, huge organization. Where I'm at right now, we have 500 employees in Central Florida, period, right? That's it. So totally drastically different organization. And, and I'm not knocking Wyndham. They had some great things going on. I had a phenomenal team, you know, very progressive culture, really great organization overall. But there's a different vibe there than you're going to get in a 500-person organization where I know every single person who works here. I know them by name. I see them on a regular basis. I, I work down the, the, the hallway from our CEO. You know, I can walk into his office anytime that I want to and talk to him. When you're in a, an organization that's 10, 15, 20,000 people, you're not going to have that same level of exposure to upper management most of the time. So really strongly consider what's important to you. If you're more okay being in the type of role where you're an individual contributor and you kind of come in, you do your work and you go home and it doesn't really matter to you if you get a lot of exposure outside of your immediate team, then a larger organization might be fine. But if you want to kind of be the big fish in a small pond kind of a thing or you want a lot of exposure to people throughout the organization, sometimes working in a smaller organization can actually be beneficial. So there's pros and cons for both. But I would encourage students to really strongly consider what are you looking for because you might find that you are really successful in a 25-person startup whereas you're not as successful in a much larger organization even if they're within the same industry. Right. And I – and I think I'm generalizing on this one, but like when you're in a larger organization, your your job is gonna be more specialized, right? Yeah. It's gonna be more focused, and you're gonna be doing more of the same thing over and over. But in a smaller organization, you might have to wear multiple hats, so you're more of a generalist, so you learn more aspects of the business. So it really depends on your personality and what you like to do. So I think the key in, to this episode is is do your research, do the self discovery. What is it that you enjoy doing? And the, it's like anything else in life. The more you put into it, the bet, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. I would say, you know, an easy thing that students can do is just make a list. Make a list of the things that you love doing. Make a list of the things that you, you kind of hate doing that you, you try to avoid at all costs. You can apply that in school or you can apply that in a job, right? So if you're currently employed, you can do this right now today. Make a list and write down for a week everything that you do in your job that you love doing and you want to continue doing in whatever career you take on next. And then write down a list of all the things that you absolutely can't stand doing. And so you want to try to mitigate and avoid as many of those in your future jobs as you can. If you're not employed yet but you're going out to do some job shadowing or internships, externships, same thing applies. During that time that you're there, don't just be thinking about what can I produce for this company, but be thinking about taking inventory of those things that you really love. Do you love being in a big office and setting? Do you like being in an open floor plan workspace? Do you want to have a private office to yourself? Do you want to work from home? You know, like all of these things are things that you need to take into consideration. Uh, and to your point, Daniel, like you're not tied into one job for the rest of your life. You know, you have that option, you know, to, to move on to something else. But you don't want to be bouncing around all over the place either. So you need to give some consideration as to what it is you really want to get out of a job before you start putting yourself out yeah. there. Uh, it's such a good point. 
that you just made right there. I, I had the students that go to the workshops. Um, I, I give them like it was like ten a list of ten items. So it was like, what is uh, ranking from the order from one to ten of what's important to you? So you have like compensation, yeah, uh, pay time off, benefits, uh, upward mobility, um, and so all these different things like industry, company, culture, and you see uh, students rank that. And I think a lot of students don't take the time to realize what is it that is so important to you and what are your non-negotiables. Just like dating, like I would not like to date a girl who smokes, right? Like it's an <laughs> right. example. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this is great. Like, what is some last piece of advice that you might have? You know, you touched on compensation, which I think is a really important thing. You got to think about the number of hours you're going to be working, too, right? So, if I tell you that I will pay you, and I'm just throwing something out there, I'm going to pay you thirty dollars an hour, but you're going to be working sixty hours a week, right? That might be okay with you. But what if I told you I'd pay you twenty-five dollars an hour? You're only going to be working forty hours a week right? You get 20 hours of your life back. Yeah, you're making less money. You're making $5 less an hour, but that's 20 hours you don't have to work. You know, so that's the other thing to keep in mind is don't just look at the dollar amount of the compensation. Look at, you know, what's the environment going to be like? What's the expectation of me? Do I really want to have to work nights and weekends or do I want to be able to spend that time with my family and friends? Maybe it's not worth it to me to, for that extra $5 an hour. And I think, you know, so many, so many college students, probably because money is so pressing and prevalent in our minds because you've got student loans that you have to pay for. You maybe have a car or a house that you're looking at buying. So we're, we're thinking about the money, money, money but it is so critical. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see. People don't take into consideration the working conditions or the benefits that they're going to receive in addition to just the base compensation. So make sure you get a really full picture of what it is that employer is going to be offering you. But again, that all goes back to first identifying for yourself what is it that is most important to you. Because at the end of the day, going back to how we kicked this off, it's about finding that ikigai. It's about finding what it is that brings you alive, that you love to do, that you can pour yourself into without getting drained and burnt out, but also something that's going to pay you and something that you can be successful in because you have some, some either some knowledge or expertise or experience in that area. So finding that, that hybrid, right? That's the dream. And that's what I would hope for all the students that are listening to this podcast. Jordan, I mean, this is, this has been such a great podcast. And this podcast really applies to anybody at any stage in, in their career because it's so important for you to take the time to do the self-assessment. So, Jordan, we've been recording for about 30 minutes now, yeah. and you've <clears throat> shared so much knowledge. But if the students could only take away one thing, one thing, that's it. Okay. They have short attention span. <laughs> right? What would you hope that they would take away from this episode? Uh, listen to everything I said. No, I, <laughs> no I, seriously though, I would say it, it's hard for me to say that because something's going to be different for every yeah. person. So as you're listening to this, here's my thing. Don't worry about getting it 100% perfect, right? Like, like Daniel said, you are not going to get it right 100% of the time right out of the gate. It is okay to change. It is okay to be flexible and adjust as you get new information or you learn more. But that's the important piece is to learn. Learn more about what it is that, that excites you. Learn more about those organizations that you're considering applying for. Learn more about the majors that you're considering enrolling in, the classes you're considering enrolling in. Just keep learning as kind of the forefront of your thought process throughout this. And if you make a mistake, that's fine. But learn from it and do something different and better next time. I love it. You guys heard it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to just, you know, allow me to come to your studio 
and record this podcast. I think it's been so great. This is going to be probably one of the most downloaded podcasts. This is my prediction. (laughs) I know that I'll come back to it and listen to it from time to time. And for everybody else listening, see you guys on the next podcast. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.